This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. End quote. Now I'm back from my trip. I've got my regular equipment in hand, so the sound quality this week should be much, much better than it was last week. Thank you for bearing with me as I made sure to bring you something, but it wasn't the best something. Today's quote is a timeless one. It sounds very similar to another one you've probably heard before. And I usually avoid these kind of short little pithy quotes. I'm not a huge fan of them. Not that there isn't value in them, but I generally try to go a little bit deeper. I try to avoid things that you might find on a motivational poster somewhere. But this is a good one, and I like this one, so I'm making an exception this week, and so we'll go with it. Now, the provenance of this quote is nearly impossible to determine, which is yet another reason I tend to avoid these shorter, pithier quotes. I mean, I found attributions for this quote to Wolfgang Puck, and of course Mark Twain, and even James Earl Jones. So it's very hard to know from where this quote originated. It is, of course, a contradiction to that other quote that I was talking about, its its close cousin, which says, the grass is always greener on the other side. The meaning, of course, of that quote is that it's always, it always looks better somewhere else. It always looks better someplace different than where you are currently standing. That's not always the case. And while I can't determine its true origins, I think I can limit how old it might actually be. You see, the grass is always greener quote goes way back to the poet Publius Ovidius Naso, who died in 17 CE. He said, in a poem of his, the harvest is always more fruitful in another man's field. Very similar to the grass is always greener. Thus, we would expect that today's quote, because it is a contradiction to that quote, must fall between then and now. So you're thinking to yourself probably what I did. Great, just a cool 2,000 years of human history to scour. I'll get right on that. And obviously the wisdom of this quote is fairly self-evident. I've been on a, call it, sufficiency kick recently. The idea behind that, I guess, is that there is enough, right? There is such a thing as enough. Being content is important, and it is sometimes at odds with constant improvement, which we talk about a lot here on the podcast. But I think there's a difference between personal improvement and bank account improvement, or or social status improvement. So it's not quite an apples-to-apples comparison. I think what Nasso is getting at, as are many of the explanations of his quotes and the variations of it, is that we always think that others have it better than us that their grass or their harvest is greener or more fruitful than our own. Upon further inspection, when we actually go to the field that we covet from afar, we almost always find that there are imperfections. No, in fact, I'll go so far as to say we will always find imperfections. We realize then that no field is perfect, that the grass or the field or the work required to keep it green is far more than what we expected. And in the military, I can only really speak for the Marine Corps, but I'm sure this is pretty universal. We have a saying, and it goes something like this. Everyone thinks that they're in their worst unit until they get to their next unit. And that is, of course, because Marines, sailors, soldiers, airmen, 
Sentinels and Guardians alike all change duty stations every couple of years. And they change commands and they change leadership. And it's easy to think, especially as your time is dwindling at your command, that you're just tired of it, that it's old, that you're ready to move on. It's got to be better where you're going from here. But then you get there and you realize, well, that unit has its own problems, some that I took for granted in my previous one. That is, the grass is always greener, made manifest in military life. The bottom line is that every unit and every field and every harvest has its flaws, challenges, faults, and failings. There's yet another tangential proverb, since we're piling on this week, it seems, that says, only the wearer knows where the shoe pinches. Only the wearer knows where the shoe pinches. Which, of course, makes a ton of sense. Someone may be jealous of your job, but they don't know the crappy benefits package or the limited upward mobility that exists. Someone may be jealous of your spouse, but they know, meaning your spouse, your annoyances and your shortcomings. Perhaps it's jealousy of another country or state or town. But you don't know the local laws, the local leadership, or the hidden little frustrations that exist everywhere. So too for your fancy car. Not knowing you can barely make the payments each month may make somebody who thinks that the grass is greener because you drive what you drive. It's not actually the case. The fact is, only when we are close to something or someone, depending on the circumstance, for an extended period of time, can we really hope to understand it? And that's why it's so easy when we go on vacation to fall in love with wherever we happen to go. But were you to move there, you'd quickly discover its shortcomings. And on and on and on. There are a myriad of examples of this. So, I'm going to assume now that we all agree, at least in part, with the premise of the original quote. And that brings us back to today's quote, which I'm going to read for you again. Here it is. Quote, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. End quote. So, as I said, I hope you've accepted that the grass is indeed not always greener. There's always a catch, probably more than one. So what do we do with that? Just suck it up and deal? Maybe. Not necessarily. We water the grass that we're on, meaning we do what we can to improve where we are currently. Say, for example, you're finding yourself unenthused with your current relationships. Perhaps new ones are the solution. But perhaps watering the existing relationships is key. Refocusing, recommitting, and remembering why you made and established those relationships in the first place can be the first step to improving where you are now, which will take away a little bit of the shine from that grass on the other side. And these can be any kind of relationship. These can be romantic, they can be friendships, they can be work-related. They can all be worked on. Now you may say to yourself, but Matt, they, they should do it. They should work on it. It's not me that's the problem. It's that person. It's this individual in this relationship that's making it impossible for me to want to continue to stay in that relationship with them. Perhaps, but have you truly done everything that you could do? I doubt it. I had a very wise person tell me once when I was struggling with the end of a relationship. They said, Matt, as long as you can look yourself in the mirror six minutes, six hours, six days, six months, and six years from now, and know that you did everything that you could to salvage that relationship, well, then you can rest easy. And that really stuck with me 
because that was years ago. And I still remember it, and I'm still bringing it to you today, so clearly it had an impact. But it's true. I attempted to water that relationship as much as I possibly could. I did everything I could. And eventually, it just withered and died. And that could be you in any type of relationship that you may find yourself in. And the same words apply to you. Have you done everything that you could so that in six minutes, six hours, six days, six months, six years, you know that you've done everything that you could and you could do no more? Another thing that same person said to me at one point when we were talking about this is, you can only ever be 50% of a relationship. Now we can get into the debate on, well, sometimes I do more and they do a little less and then other times they do more. At the end of the day, you're both half of a relationship. Don't overthink this. Let it be. You can only ever be 50% of the relationship. You can't do it all. If the other person refuses to do anything, you cannot be 100% of that relationship. So there's a point where watering this green grass that I'm talking about here becomes a fool's errand. There becomes a point where you have invested too much time and energy and you should move on. But don't preemptively do so. Make sure you've done everything you can first. Perhaps the relationship example doesn't resonate with you because you happen to have the most fantastic relationships anybody could ever have. Well, maybe your work is not as fulfilling as you'd like. Maybe you're wishing you had a different job. It's easy to say. It's easy to think about. But remember, there's still work waiting for you elsewhere. Maybe the new place won't appreciate you like you hope they will. Making the full effort where you are before you step foot elsewhere is almost always worth it. If nothing else, you'll learn about yourself, and we certainly love doing that here. At best, the watering works. And you don't need another pasture or field because yours is better now. But if you give up entirely your grass will die. And this is kind of the insidious feature of this grass is always greener quote. Because once we begin to think that the grass is greener on the other side, we start to neglect the grass that we're standing on. And any homeowner knows that if you don't take care of where you are, it will get worse. It will get ragged. It'll get gross. It'll be overgrown with weeds. It may die. And then, of course, you'll look at the other side and go, well, now it truly is greener. Why? Because you've created a self-fulfilling prophecy of the other side being the greener side. But remember that at some point you chose to be where you are now. With a few exceptions, right? Sometimes things happen to us that we don't anticipate. But at some point you picked the job. You chose the relationship. You picked that friend. You latched on to that group. And you did so for a reason. And it's worthwhile to try to remember why. Why this person? Why this group? Why this job? And again, having said all of that, maybe it is time to move on from that relationship or that job. Maybe the grass truly is greener on the other side. But what can a little more watering of where you are now hurt? I don't think you should spin your wheels indefinitely. And of course, this does not apply if you are in some type of abusive relationship, whether that is at work with friends or with a significant other. Then the grass is greener everywhere else. And if that's the case, perhaps it is time for you to pick up and move on. Not just because you think the grass is greener, but because you've done everything you can to make the grass where you are as green as it possibly can be. And only then did you find that the grass truly was greener on the other side and that where you are now is either not salvageable or would require so much time and so much effort for the return that it's just not worth it. 
So ask yourself today if you've actually watered your grass recently. If not, you should. And if you do that, if you water your grass, perhaps you may just find that it's actually greener than you realize. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.